So I'm glad today to welcome to the stage uh, Claire and Kevin Aki, who are with us today. Claire and, uh, is a member uh, of our church. She is very active in our Explorers ministry with children. Uh, Kevin and Claire also host a small group, uh, and their leadership is very valued. We obviously know Kevin, who's on staff with us here. Uh, Claire also is a, a teacher at a local elementary school with special education, and so uh, as we talk about transitions, uh, there are three pretty much basic parts of a transition. There's an ending to something, a beginning uh, chapter of something else, and then in between that is what is called the neutral zone. We, we're kind of in between. We can't go back to where we were. We're not yet fully engaged where we're going, and so we're kind of in that, that middle area, kind of like if you think about a trapeze uh, performer in a circus, you know, you're up on the ropes, you've let go of one bar, you haven't grabbed the next bar yet, you're kind of in the air and you're flying through that. And so on Mother's Day, uh, I think uh, it was pretty neat to invite Kevin and Claire to be with us because they're expecting their first child. Uh, and I think maybe pregnancy can kind of feel like that neutral zone. You can't go back to how things were before. The baby's not here yet. And so it's this wonderful, special, exciting time uh, that can be weird and chaotic and fun, all in the same thing. And so I'm so grateful to Claire and Kevin for coming today and just allowing me to ask them some questions as we think about navigating the neutral zones of our life. And I think they have a lot of neat things to teach us today. So thank you both for being here. And uh, let me just ask Claire, what's it like being pregnant? What, what's, that, what's it like? I feel like your, I feel like your trapeze um, visual is pretty accurate for what it feels like sometimes being pregnant. I think it's equally like exciting. There's so much excitement and joy in pregnancy, but there's also a lot of um, I think anticipation and kind of, you know, there's some scary days and some fearful days. Um, so it's all kind of mixed in there. You kind of experience the full spectrum, um, of all of those feelings. I think, you know, we've, one thing we've really tried to adopt within pregnancy is, um, just this idea of never complaining about something that you've prayed for. So we prayed for this baby for a really long time and, um, trying to take on that attitude of, you know, on those scary days or those those days where, you know, you don't feel so great or whatever, um, just trying to keep that positive attitude of we've prayed for this, this is a blessing. I don't always do that well. <laughs> Claire's perfect. <laughs> There's many days I need reminders of that. Um, but, you know, always trying to draw myself back to the blessing that it is to be, to be pregnant That's and the awesome. excitement and the joy and that that is the thing to be focused on. I love that attitude. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fantastic attitude and I think it's a godly attitude. Um, what would you say are some of your hopes or expectations for being a mom? Man, I feel like I've wanted to be a mom for so long. You know, growing up, that was all I ever wanted to be. I just wanted to be a mother. Um, and so I've had, I've been very lucky to have really great mother figures in my life. I have my own mom that I really love and look up to as a mother. And then I, you know, was able to marry Kevin. And now I have a second mom that I love and look up to as a mother. And I have so many wonderful women. I have three sisters that are moms that um, I get to look to. I have so many wonderful women in my life that um, I want to kind of be able to emulate some of the things that they have shown me and taught me from motherhood. There's so much that I've learned from them. Um, and I think just being able to find my way in motherhood and find what it means for me to be a mom. And, um, you know, it's such a great responsibility that God's given us to be parents and to really be able to um, teach this baby, this child about God and use our parenting as a way to show them God's love and really show them firsthand what that looks like. And so I'm excited for that 
challenge, a little nervous, but sure. <laughs> mostly excited. Well, and what a, a great gift that you have of having families that raised you both in the faith and have given you such a great example. I think of Timothy in the New Testament, and it talks about how his mother and his grandmother really influenced his faith. And so uh, this is a beautiful thing, and it's, it's a blessing Very to be able blessed. to have that and share that. Um, so as you think about it, how do you think your life's going to change? Every way. <laughs> I, I've been trying to prepare myself for all the changes that are to come. Um, I think I've learned that it's impossible to prepare for all those changes because there's just no way to predict them. Um, but I think I've kind of settled in the place of, like, everything's going to change and nothing's going to change at the same time. Um, I think, you know, I'm still going to be myself. Kevin's still going to be himself. We're still going to have, you know, the life that we've built together. But um, we're now going to have this new little joy that um, we get to bring into that and navigate what that looks like. And um, I think it's just going to, I remember feeling this way when we got married, like things stayed the same, but also the lens that we um, saw everything through changed. And I think that it's going to be very similar to that um, as we bring in this new baby and the changes that it's going to bring, less awesome. sleep, things like that. Now, you guys don't know the sex of your baby. It's going to be a surprise uh, when baby Aki arrives. How do you prepare logistically for that? Because you guys are both planners. So. You don't. You just. <laughs> We're just going to wing it. You're going to wing much. it. Um, we've just kind of taken an approach of doing everything neutrally. We have uh, names for both genders. Um, so we're prepared on that front. If you have any name suggestions, I'm pretty open to I'm not easily. <laughs> I'm easily swayed, I guess I should say. So. Who knows, those names might change, but so far we have names. Um, we're just kind of doing like a neutral for the nursery and just kind of trying to um, be as open-minded as we can be. And, you know, it's such a fun, you know, that you get so few surprises, true surprises in yeah. your life, and this has been a really fun one to anticipate and wait for. Well, so that's exciting, you know. It's very exciting. It's a surprise you didn't know there's a pool in the church about boy, girl, <laughs> names, that sort of it's a 50-50 split the pot, so if you'd like to enter in that, you can see me afterwards. It's $100 to get in. So, Yeah, after first service, I had people coming up, I know it's going to be a girl, and someone's like, I know it's going to be a boy. I know, I'm like, that's great, because I have no idea. So afterwards, you're just going to meet me out by the... No, I'm just teasing. Um, what are you going to miss about your pre-pregnancy life with you two together ahead of being parents? Mm. I think just the season that we've been able to be in of, um, you know, that season of your first few years of marriage is so special just because you're learning so much about yourselves and each other and you're growing so much. Um, and I think I'll miss that ability that we have to just be the two of us. You know, you never get that time back. Um, and it's been such a special time. Um, so I think I'll, I'll look back on that with a lot of fond memories, and I'll, I'll definitely miss that. I'll miss the spontaneity of being able to be like, oh, we're going to go do this last minute, and that's just not possible when you have <laughs> children or an infant, especially. Um, so I'll definitely miss, you know, some of those those times that we have together, but, you know, it's way outweighed by the excitement of Absolutely. what's to come, whatever it's that is. It's something to treasure, and, and you're going to make many new treasures and yes. memories. Ahead. Yeah. So that's that's amazingly cool. Um so has anybody given you any advice about... I actually had someone from the choir give me some advice after the first service. They said, if you ever want to talk to the baby, just open Claire's mouth and yell really loud. And that's how you... I don't know if they're pulling my leg or not. We'll find out. I would try that. I, yeah, definitely give that a that shot. That was a real thing that just happened. Like, I think that'll probably 
probably work out pretty well for you. <laughs> um, Kevin reminded me in the last service that somebody did give us the advice of everything from, what is it, 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. or 5 a.m. 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. is completely off forgivable. It's off the record. Anything that's said between each other. So it's a pass, free pass. Which is very good for me, especially. <laughs> um, we, mostly the advice I feel like we've gotten is just to... to Spend the time that we have now enjoying this these last few months that we have together and really being um, present with each other and taking as much out of this time as we can and trying to enjoy it before we do um, have all of those changes. And once the changes come, you know, really being intentional about um, just spending time with each other and trying to, you know, give ourselves grace during that time of adjusting to the transition. How would you say that being pregnant uh, has affected your relationship with God? Lots of trust. <laughs> um, I used to think that I was pretty trusting of God, and I was able to, like, hand things over to him. You know, I kind of would be like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I totally trust God in this. But it turns out that I was not as good as that as I thought I was. <laughs> um, pregnancy has really, you know, it's one thing. You can't control anything in pregnancy. I can't control what's happening now. I can't control um, what the future is going to hold, you know, once the baby gets here. So I think it's really challenged me to grow to a whole new level of, you know, really putting my trust in God and saying, okay, it's, I'm really hands off. Um, you know, I just have to trust that you have this in control and that your timing is perfect. And um, so that's been a really cool exercise for me. Yeah, I think that, you know, some people think about it as like your picture is expanding. Um, but I think the closer we get, it's more about like a microscope is on that picture. And so what I mean by that is like any fight that we have or any disagreement or any problem or anything we're working through is just put under a microscope and expanded in such a bigger way. And I think God's using that to teach us how we can set an example and really leave a legacy for this child and that we get to play an important part of this child's uh, formation in his relationship or her relationship with Jesus. Claire and Kevin, we're so excited for you. We... It's not a boy. We don't know. I hear the whispers. <laughs> boy or girl? <laughs> I just, just talking. Sorry. We just get a different genders it's... once in a while because we don't know what to say. We're like, oh, him, her, whatever. <laughs> but we love you guys, and um, we're thankful for you sitting up here today and sharing a little bit about what you're going on in your life with us. And if it'd be okay, I'd love to have a prayer for you. Uh, baby Aki. And so in the Bible, it says that we're supposed to lay hands on, on each other in prayer. I'm, I'm going to do that physically and just would invite you maybe to extend your hand uh, to show your support for Kevin and Claire as we approach God in prayer. Let us pray. God, we thank you for Kevin and Claire and for uh, baby Aki on the way. We just celebrate with the love, God, that you have... Um, brought them together with. We celebrate with their families and are grateful for their influence and their example. And God, we know that there's a lot of wisdom there and a lot of love and support. Um, we pray, Lord, that you would help us as a congregation surround Kevin, Claire, and their baby. God, just with uh, our love and uh, appreciation for all that they do, thank you for Kevin and Claire and their wonderful hearts for us and our community and for ministry and all that they do for you and bringing in the kingdom here in the South Park area, Lord. We pray continued health for Claire and the baby. God, uh, just continued strength for all three of them. And we know, God, it's just going to be a great day to celebrate and just help them enjoy their time remaining and look forward to all that lies ahead, God. But most especially, just bless them 
and let them know that we love them so much. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Let's give them a, a round of thanks. So the neutral zone can be a very special place, uh, as it is with Kevin and Claire. It can also be a weird place for some of us. It might feel more like the twilight zone. It might feel like the danger zone. And uh, we don't have to be pregnant to encounter the neutral zone. I think there are many of us today that are going through some kind of neutral zone in some aspect of our life. We've, we've let go of something. We're not fully yet embraced with the new 100%, and so we're kind of in this no man's land, no woman's land, kind of hanging out and in what's known as the neutral zone. And, and for some of us, it might be upcoming graduations or graduations that just happen. College has, has happened. High schools are getting ready to happen. And, and some of us are getting ready to go off to college or some of us are getting ready to start graduate school or go off and to work in the world for the very first time, full-time kind of a thing. And, and so we've kind of letting go, but we're not fully there. So that's a weird kind of place to be. It can be good, can be challenging, can be scary. And and for the parents of, of these folks who are getting ready to leave the nest, right, getting ready to be empty nesters, we, we're not fully engaged in empty nest yet. The kids might still be living at home with us. A lot of mixed emotions about what that's going to look like. And so I think that's a great example of living in the neutral zone. For the others of us, it might be a job transition. We've left a job. Maybe we haven't found the next job. Or maybe we started a new job, but we still aren't you know, fully confident in that. And we haven't established uh, the new normal yet. And we're still learning people's names and what our role and responsibility is. Maybe you've made a team or maybe you've joined a band or, or a new group and the chemistry hasn't you know, worked itself all the way out yet. And you're still in that, that kind of a transition. Uh, for some of us, we might be sober, brand new, maybe a day, maybe a week, maybe a month, and we certainly don't want to go back to where we were and using alcohol or drugs, and, and yet we're not where we feel confident enough that we're going to be able to make this last, and so we're kind of in this neutral zone trying to figure out, can, can I really stay sober, and, and how do I do that? What does that look like? And so you know, maybe that's a, a neutral zone for, for some of us, or maybe it's a health diagnosis, and whether it's a good or bad one, we, we can't go back to where we were before. Before and we're not used to living in the new normal of whatever we've been diagnosed with. We're kind of trying to figure all that out. That can be a, a weird place to be. Or, or maybe for some of us who have lost someone that we love very dearly uh, to death in, in the recent past, as, 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 as much as we'd love to go back and have them with us physically in our lives, we can't do that, and, and we're still not sure of who we are in our life, trying to live our life without them. Who am I without them in my life? That, that is a, a challenging place to be in the neutral zone. So today, if you're in the neutral zone, in any of these or any other neutral zones where you've let go of something, you're not fully engaged in the next, and maybe you're like me, you wonder, well, how do we navigate this? Because this can be a weird place. It can be a scary place. It can be a dangerous place, but it can also be a good place and an exciting place, and I think the neutral zone exists for a reason. Sometimes we're meant to take some time between transitions where we let go before we grab hold of something that, that we need to process that and we need to figure it out and we, we don't need to rush things. And so I think ultimately that the neutral zone is a gift from God. And so if, if we're challenged with a neutral zone, then maybe our hope comes in God. I believe it is, and I believe that the Bible has lots of transitions in it that help us see real people in real situations, how they deal with transition. Today, 
I'm excited to say that we're going to dive into one of those, and it's going to be a Mother's Day kind of related thing. We're going to look at the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And we're going to look at the only, pretty much the only passage that we have in Scripture of her pregnant life right before she has Jesus. Uh, in this case, we're going to be in Luke's Gospel. Luke uh, is an is a eyewitness from the first century. A gospel means the good news of Jesus. It's the story of Jesus. And so we're going to meet Mary pretty soon after she has had an encounter with an angel and, and God that, in which she has said, yes, God has invited her to be the mother of the Son of God, Jesus. And to allow the Holy Spirit to make her pregnant with Jesus. And, and she's only a teenager, possibly as young as 13. She's not fully married to her husband-to-be, Joseph, yet. And so there's a lot of scandal involved. And she and Joseph are cool. Things have gone well between them. And, uh, but she said yes to God. And so uh, she is pregnant with Jesus. Uh, and we pick up the story where she's gone to be with her cousin Elizabeth, who's much older than Mary. She's past child-bearing uh, years. She's never been able to have a child, but God has given her a miraculous gift to where she's going to have a baby, and it's going to be a boy. It's going to be John the Baptist who prepares the way of Jesus, so it's going to be Jesus' cousin. And so Mary's gone to spend some time with Elizabeth, and you can just imagine, you know, a woman who's supposedly too old to have a baby is pregnant, uh, a young girl, maybe 13, is pregnant. They're cousins, and there's a lot of divine stuff going on here, and Mary goes to spend time with Elizabeth. And so we pick up their story today in Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, beginning with verse 39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Zechariah is Elizabeth's husband. And when Elizabeth heard uh, Mary's greeting... The baby inside of her, John, leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child that you will bear. She knows that Jesus is the Son of God. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, right, in response, uh, Mary goes into this, this song, this kind of a prayer, and it's a long thing. We're just going to read the first part of that, but this is Mary's response. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. So again, this is like the one passage that we have to read about Mary while she's pregnant. If you want to go home and read the rest of her song, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a powerful piece of scripture. And, and Mary's in that neutral zone. Right? She's pregnant with Jesus. She can't go back to not being pregnant. She, she hasn't had Jesus. You know, He's not been born yet. And so she's in this great, exciting time of the neutral zone of, of waiting to be his mom. And, and so I find it interesting that she does two things. And I think these two things are relevant to us when we're in our neutral zone. The first thing she did was she went and she surrounded herself with people who loved and cared for her. You can imagine the rumors that were going around about Mary and Joseph at this time. Oh, yeah, pregnant with the Holy Spirit. Okay, buddy, we know what's going on, right? To be pregnant outside of marriage could have cost her her life based on the law. And so, you know, Mary goes and she spends time with people who love her, who care for her, and who trust her and have her best interest at heart, right? So she goes and she spends time with family. 
And then the second thing Mary does is she spends time with God. She gives God the thanks for the time that she has in the neutral zone. She doesn't use that word, but, but she's, she's giving God thanks for this point in her life. And so I think we learned from Mary that when we're in the neutral zone, it's important for us to surround ourselves in relationships, relationships with God and relationships with people who care about us. And that's what we're all about here at South Park Church. That's one of our core values is relationships. And we see it time and time again in the Bible. And we see it in this neutral zone moment for Mary. She surrounds herself with family. She surrounds herself with God. Uh, and it helps her in the transition. It helps this, this time of waiting become a time of joy uh, and anticipation, even as it's a time of stress and probably some uncertainty and, and certainly anxiety. Uh, and so we ask ourselves, so what? Right? So, so what does this mean for us in our lives? What can we walk away from this with? And um, I, th- I think it kind of boils down to this. To transition well, own the zone. To transition well in our lives, we have to own the neutral zone. We have to make it our own. We have to be proactive and do things that that are going to help us get through this neutral zone. In Mary's case, it was surround myself with people who care about me, surround myself with God. What do we need to do to transition well? We own the neutral zone. We own it. We take over that. We don't let it take us for a ride. We try to take a, a, a proactive approach to say this can be a challenging time, but it can be a time in which God can do something special in my life. I need to be open to God. I need to surround myself with people who care about me. Here at South Park Church, we know all about what it's like to go through transition. Six years ago, we felt led by God to completely relaunch our church, changing our church name, tearing down our church campus to rebuild it into a mixed-use development where people live and work and play and shop and eat with the church in the middle of that so that we can reach more people for Jesus. Uh, That meant that we moved off our campus and we came out into what we call the frontier. We see ourselves as pioneers again, just as the people who started the church 53 years ago were pioneers in reaching the Sheeran community. We're pioneers trying to reach people in the South Park community. And so we are kind of living in the neutral zone. We we, we left our campus. We left everything that was familiar to us. We're not yet in the new campus that's going to be next year, probably late next year. And, you know, last week we celebrated our groundbreaking. It was so exciting, and we, we know what we have to look forward to. And, and so now this time uh, is in the frontier. It's just this our time in the neutral zone. Uh, and so we understand this transition stuff kind of pretty well. And there's challenges. There's challenges of being in the neutral zone. We don't have a building. We don't have a centralized location. We kind of feel spread out. Uh, it's a lot of work to set up and to take down, as you know, Kevin and Pat have alluded to today. And so I just want to take a moment and just invite all of us to just share our thanks with the people who set up and take down every Sunday. Uh, because... We couldn't have church without you, and that's, that's just incredible. We have visibility challenges. We're not allowed to like really put our signs out here in Philip's place and stuff. And so there's challenges about living in the neutral zone. But there's also a lot of good stuff going on. We, we de- we've determined really that you don't need a building to be the church. That the church is about people, it's about relationships. And so we've been able to establish relationships here in the theater, out in Phillips Place, out in all the places that we meet, in homes, in coffee shops, in YMCAs, in other churches. Right? We've been forced to get out of our comfort zone and to say that the church is more than a building, it's a relationship. And so we're, we're living into God's vision of being the spiritual crossroads of this community. And I think being in the, the neutral zone, the frontier, has accelerated that. It's brought us closer together. 
that's bonded us and we're, we're closer than we've ever been. And uh, we laugh a lot. We cry a lot. We, 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 just, we just have a great time together. And so, you know, I, I firmly believe that once we're in the building and we've been there for a few years, we're going to look back on this time in our church's history with fondness. And we're going to say, you remember when we used to have worship in the movie theater? We had our small groups out in the community and all that kind of stuff. We're going to look back and just say, wow, this is some of the golden years of the history of our church. And they took place in the neutral zone. So if you're in a neutral zone right now, it could be one of the best times in your life, even though it doesn't look like it right now. Uh, as we think about neutral zone and, and, and kind of strategies to get through that, William Bridges is probably the secular expert on how to deal with transitions. And so he says that there's four things that we can try to do. If we do these four things well in the neutral zone, then our neutral zone experience will be much smoother than if we don't do these things. And, and fortunately, each one of these begins with the letter P, so it might be easy to remember. Uh, and so as you're thinking about your neutral zone, see if you have done each of these P's. And if not, you might want to dive in and try one of these. Okay, so the, the first thing to successfully navigate the neutral zone is to have a purpose. Right? Why am I here? What, what is the purpose? Mary's purpose was to bring the Son of God into the world. That's a pretty powerful purpose. Why are, are we here in the movie theater? Because we want to reach people for Jesus in the South Park community. And, and we believe that we're going to have access to over 12,000 people when we move back into our new campus. And, and we're already encountering people outside of the walls of our church while we're in the frontier. And so we have a huge purpose of reaching people for Christ. And so that, that's, that's an incredible thing that God has, has given to us in that. So we also need a picture. We need to know where we're going, right? So we're in the neutral zone. We've let go, but where are we going to land? It, it's good to know where we're going to land. Mary and Joseph knew they're going to be parents and that they were going to raise the Son of God. And so I imagine they were picturing that in their mind, what that looked like, how they were going to do that. Uh, we know where we're going. We're going to have a, a beautiful campus, mixed-use development. We're going to have these ways and relationships that we're going to try to reach people. And we're already doing that right here in our neutral zone moment, in the theater, out in the community, right? And so it's going to be a, a better transition moving in because we're already practicing what we're preaching. Uh, and we look forward to, to moving into that awesome campus and having that continue. Uh, we also need to have a plan, Right? Mary had a plan. Joseph had a plan. I'm sure they talked to their parents. They talked to uh, others who had kids. I'm sure they prayed a lot, read the scriptures. And so they were making plans to be the best parents that they could be. Right? When we were moving out of our campus to come here, you know, we had a plan to, to do mobile worship and to set up and to take down and, and where we we're going to have all of our community engagement kind of thing. And that plan's an evolving plan, but, but it helps to have a picture and a plan of what we're going to do through this neutral zone to get us to where we're headed. And finally, maybe one of the, the key components that you can ask yourself today is, what's my part? What's my role during the neutral zone? Mary's was pretty, pretty clear, right? You're going to be the mother of the Son of God. You got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of yourself physically and spiritually. And, and, and you get to be the mother of Jesus. I mean, wow, what an incredible gift. But we also get to bring Jesus into the world, into the South Park community, because that's what each one of us has been entrusted. 
And so what is, what's your role here in our congregation? Is it, is it to sing? Is it to play, you know, up here with our, our praise team? Is it to be with our children's ministry, to be with our student ministry? Uh, is it to be in one of our, our small groups? Maybe it's to join the setup or takedown team. Maybe you're the truck driver uh, that uh, Pat was talking about today. If you haven't yet plugged into the ministries of our church, we need you and God needs you and God gave you gifts to advance the ministries of this church. So as we finish out our neutral zone in a strong fashion, how might you take the next step in your relationship to God to be a part of what we're doing? And I think, brothers and sisters, if all four, all of us do these four steps in our neutral zones, right? these four Ps, if, if we truly adhere to trying to, to proactively doing these four things, I think that our time in the neutral zone is going to be much smoother and it's going to be much more uh, a memory that we're going to want to look back on and be glad that we had that memory because the more proactive we are, the better our neutral zone situations are going to go. If I had a time machine, I would love to travel back in time to be when my wife, Laura, was pregnant with our two boys. Uh, I'd love to experience that again. You know, recently it's been great to see Claire uh, and Jenny McEwen, who is our uh, director of our children's ministry. Uh, they both work in our children's ministries, and they both wear these green Explorer shirt, and, you know, both pregnant. Just, you know, just, just beautiful scene. See that, you know, so the whole thing has been like, you know, if you don't want to be seen as pregnant, don't wear the green shirt on Sunday mornings. And so I'm like, Laura, don't wear the green shirt on Sunday morning. We don't want people talking, you know. But, but I would love to go back. To when she was pregnant and just relived that time. It was a scary time. It was an anxious time, but it was a time full of joy and hope and expectation. And I'd love to go back and tell Kyle then to say, you know, enjoy this, which I did, but really enjoy this moment because it, it, it rarely happens in your life. And I'd love to be able to go and experience that neutral zone again. I'd love to go back in time to the summer after I graduated from high school. Before I went away to college, it's the last time that I lived at home with my family. Right, my, my mom and my dad and my brother, and 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 you know that's 18 years of my life was getting ready to change, and that was such a special time. Now, I, you know, I went back, you know, in summers after college, still close to my family, but that was the end of the 18-year period where I was at home before the empty nest thing happened, and that was a special summer, and I would love to relive that kind of a moment. So if you're in a neutral zone right now and it's stressful and it's challenging, I understand that. But also look for the good. This could be one of the best times of your life that God's using to help you in the moment. Also prepare for what God has next for you in your life. To transition well, own the zone. And on a, maybe even a, a grander scale way of thinking about this, I wonder if, if, if our lives on the earth aren't really just a long version of a neutral zone. We can't go back to where we were before we were born into the world. That would be dead, and so we might not want to do that right now. Uh, and for those of us who follow and love Jesus, the ultimate goal is to spend eternity with God in the kingdom of heaven, right? That's the goal. That's, that's where we're headed, right? So we're, we're kind of caught between not being alive and we're not yet in the full kingdom of heaven, so we're on the earth and we're living in the neutral zone. And I, the sad thing is a lot of people are so excited about getting to heaven and going to heaven that, that sometimes we discount this life. And we don't treat this life as the real gift that it is. And, and, and we lose sight that this life is so important because 
in this life is, is the decisions we make about where we're going to spend eternity. This life is kind of like our dress rehearsal for, for eternity. This is the life where God has given us now. And, and we realize in this life that, that that eternal life really begins now when we invite Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. That we realize that God created us in His image and that we're good and beautiful and can do wonderful things. And we also have the gift to choose to do right or wrong. And sometimes we choose poorly and, and we bring guilt into our lives and we bring shame into our lives. We bring regret and brokenness and fear into our lives. And, and God doesn't want that. And that's why He sent Jesus to come into the world to die on a cross and to come back to life so that we can be forgiven. And our guilt and shame can be replaced with joy and peace and we can live forever in the kingdom of heaven. But Jesus also said that we can live life to the full now in John 10, 10, right? That's like our key scripture verse at South Park Church. Jesus says, I came to give you life and to have that life to the full, abundant life that, that ultimately is eternal life with God in heaven. But it begins right here on the earth when we give our lives to Christ. And, and brothers and sisters, I hope that you are living life to the full in Jesus Christ, that this neutral zone on this planet is so important and can be such a beautiful, beautiful time of our, our existence. But I'm guessing that some of us here today don't feel full, that we feel empty inside, that there's something missing. We might have great things going on in our life, but there's, there's something missing in our life. And if, if you feel that you're living life to the empty or you have something empty inside of you, I would just encourage you to give Jesus a chance today, right? This is Mother's Day and, and we celebrate the birth of children and, and women who are giving birth, but we can also celebrate what the Bible says, being born again. Not born again physically, but born again spiritually in a relationship with God that will give us life to the full now and give us life forever in the kingdom of heaven. That starts by asking Jesus into our lives. Say, God, I'm tired of living life without you. I'm tired of guilt and shame and, and regret and anger and fear. And God, I want to leave that behind. I, I, please forgive me and come and live inside of me and show me what my purpose is on this earth and, and help me prepare for the great kingdom of heaven for eternity. God, come and, and let me be born again. I ask that you would pray that today. And this could be the best Mother's Day as you receive that second birth, born again as you receive a relationship with God. It's going to make this, this uh, neutral zone of life so much better. That's what Jesus does. He makes everything better. He makes our relationships with our families better, our friendships better, our work better. And he helps us get through difficult times. Difficult times will still come. But we have more strength and ability to deal with them because Christ is with us and we know that we are not alone. So on this wonderful day of Mother's Day, as we celebrate the gift of life, I would just invite you to own whatever zone that you're in, right? To do those four Ps, to, to spend time with people who care about you, to spend time with God. But most especially, if you've not yet received the second birth, the, to be born again, to invite Jesus in as your Lord and your Savior, your life will never be the same. And this will be a moment that you always treasure forever. So thanks for coming. Hug your mamas, hug your grandmas, hug your nanas, hug the women in your life who are mother-like figures to you. Uh, transition well by owning the zone, but most especially, be born again in Jesus Christ. Your life will never be the same. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for mother. 
We thank you for our mamas, our, our grandmamas, Lord. We thank you for the women in our life who are mother-like figures to us that we might not have a blood relationship with. God, we thank you for the neutral zone. Sometimes it's frustrating and scary, and we're not sure quite how to deal with it, God, but we know it can be a special time of our lives. And so whatever neutral zone we find ourselves in, God, help us to have a, a, a vision of that, that we know the purpose, Lord, that we know our part, that that we play in that, God, that we have a plan to get through that, Lord, that, uh, that you are, are just there to guide us in all of this, God, that we have a picture of, of where you're calling us to. But most especially, God, may we truly receive you as our Lord and Savior. May you come in and let us be born again to have the second birth, God, not a, a physical birth, but a spiritual birth, to know that you're our Lord and our Savior and you make everything better. Thank you, God. We celebrate you today in Christ's holy name. Amen.